0: Welcome to Film Club Number Five. Today's discussion is on Megan, available in Select Cinemas, and The Truman Show, available on Sky Cinema and Now TV. extra
1: time and about to see this. That oh, was so good. Did you watch it? Rihanna? The Super Bowl. Yes. What do you I think? Actually,
0: I actually saw the first quarter of the game. Whoa. I was still up doing huh? stuff. Uh, I didn't know what the hell was going on, if I'm honest. Uh, it's very stop-starty.
1: Next year, Super Bowl, put it in your diary. Okay. You're going to come around and watch it. Okay. We're going to do I'm the in. whole thing. I'm in. I can't wait. Hot dogs, cake, beer uh sleep before the end halftime show live is much better yeah
0: i am sure put it in your it diary
1: all right all right but so you're very confused
0: yeah i was very confused and then the next day i watched the rihanna halftime show and um i thought she was class i thought it was really good not like the gob tier ones like prince or beyonce or bruno
1: but still bloody good I'm gonna put it up there, and I will tell you why. She's had no guests, which has been a thing yes. last few years. Yeah. She owned it, start to finish. And she just—I watched it again, and oh, it's so good. All the levels and stuff. Yeah, she just owned it. It was, I was awesome about it. Yeah,
0: and uh, to do all great. of that, and it was a good
1: game to watch for a amateur watcher. Mm-hmm. But next year it'll probably be boring. But you'll learn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I will. I'll learn. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. So we've got Film Club to do today. Film Club. Film Club. And the Film Club today is The Truman Show, which is Mm -hmm. available to watch on Now TV and Sky Cinema. And Megan, which is available, I guess, in a few cinemas now, but it's kind of been and gone at this point.
1: It'll be on, yeah, on demand soon, won't it? Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, we usually start with a new film. So we spun the wheel and Mithrigan was the choice. And then I picked The Truman Show. So we'll do Mithrigan first.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a bit of an odd combo, but we're going to change, make sure they're a bit more matchy, matchy, yeah. matchy next time. However,
0: I, I did see a comp, uh, uh, a way to link these. They're both about an obsessive creator who has created something from mm-hmm. literally its birth. Uh, and then has become too obsessed with it and it has ended up having lasting effects on the people around them with interesting you know in this you've got ed harris creating truman and in Megan mm-hmm. you've got alison williams creating Megan. so i there's that I comparison. guess it's
1: a it's a people study i suppose yeah, yeah a bit of Both a stren- strenuous
0: strenuous strenuous link strenuous
1: tenuous tenuous strenuous is like when you have a Straining for a poo, but tenuous is like a tenuous link.
0: Uh, you could have been straining for anything, really.
1: Yeah, that's the first thing that came to my mind. <laughs> Don't know it's if that the kind it. of week I'm having.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> a strenuous one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that's a good link. Interesting for a film club to make that link, isn't it?
0: It well, yeah. Thank you.
1: But, so we're here for then Megan to start with, right? Yeah. So I'm taking the lead with this. Megan released, was it released here this year, US last year?
0: Uh, Yeah, I think so, yeah.
1: Yeah. And it stars Alison Williams, Violet McGraw, Jenna Davis, Amy Donald. And it's about a brilliant toy company, Roboticist, who uses artificial intelligence to develop Megan lifelike doll programmed to emotionally bond with her newly orphaned niece, but when the doll's programming works too well, she becomes overprotective of her new friend, with terrifying results.
0: That was good, man. How did you come? Up, did you come? Did you write that in advance, or did you just come up with that? On the I spot? didn't. There's
1: I, I, did a bit of plagiarism, but let me <laughs> let me uh, say where it's from. Letterboxed. I will stop the, you there. I was reading it as you
0: were. Uh... <laughs> Speaking oh, right. You were going to out the, me. You yeah, were going to
1: out yeah, me. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think it's, you know, just a nice little synopsis. Mm. Now let's go with our first question. If you think of this film right now, what image do you see?
0: Megan crawling on all fours, like a, literally like a dog running through the woods on all fours, which the dancer who played Megan actually did could actually do really? that yeah that's mental so yeah that's what sticks in my head because when megan goes full evil doll
1: form yeah
0: that's when the film is at its
1: best there's a moment where she's going down the corridor and there's some banging music on
0: yeah and she's flipping
1: yeah it's when it gets a bit badass mm-hmm. that those are my favorite bits absolutely yeah, well, that's sort of what the trailer was giving off. It was giving off badass vibes, but it didn't always hit that mark.
0: No, it wasn't always as, as bad. It was, more, it was more of a comedy. Like, that's the first thing that mm-hmm. struck me after watching the film is that it is more of a comedy, although it's been publicised and marketed as a horror, and it does have horror, horror elements. It is a comedy. It's hilarious.
1: Yeah. And did you, I mean, did you enjoy it
0: overall? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know if you remember when we came out of the cinema, I was like, I think that might be a strong four star film. Yeah. Because my experience of just it being silly and me laughing at it was at the forefront of my mind. But then when I kind of thought about it afterwards, was it part of a double bill we did, Megan, or a triple bill?
1: One of the two. Yeah. I can't yeah. remember if it was double or tri- I think it was double.
0: And I think it was while we were in the adverts for whatever film came after this, that I thought about it and I was like, "Mm, no, I think there were problems with story. And now I'm thinking back to it. I can't really think of that many moments before, like towards the end when I was like, it got really gruesome. There's the moment in the woods and there's the moment in the corridor. Uh, And even the last battle doesn't quite live up to either of those bits. So it's a great, I'll definitely rewatch it. And a sequel is already confirmed, which I predicted would be called Megan 2.0. And they've confirmed that is the working title.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Lovely. So nice.
0: I think it will definitely get bums on seats again for a sequel in the cinema.
1: Um, on that, one of my personal questions would be, uh, well, you could liken it to something like Halloween. Do you think Megan... Has legs? Not literally. I mean, does it the French? Could it become like a Halloween-style franchise? Do you think?
0: I think so. I don't think there's as much. I mean, I don't think Halloween particularly has legs. If you think about it, no. <laughs> do you know what I mean? No. So, um, but I think it has as potential. A, yeah, there's a. There's it a, doesn't
1: have legs, but it, the character's so strong. Yeah, that it lends itself to multiple definitely sequels.
0: There's a worry that in the sequel there'll just be loads of Megans because in theory they've built... This was on launch day. So they've built the model for all of these Megan dolls. So yeah. th- in theory, there's loads of them lying about waiting to wreak havoc. Yeah.
1: Well, you've got the potential to have a lot of different kinds of Megans, like a yeah, male yeah. Megan, like different female Megans.
0: There is the potential, uh, but I I worry... I, I do worry that they they'll go too big with it when actually what will make it better is keeping it this sort of small scale again but i'm not sure what the story would be to do that if it's megan 2.0 in theory the the idea is that they've Improved got it yeah they've got rid of the problems that the doll had and they are still but there was that plot point in this one where there was a guy and he was downloading everything off a computer yeah the like assistant of the boss and that never came to be anything
1: else so that could be a different company trying it yeah, I, I rival Megan.
0: I think that suggests that he maybe will be the villain, and he'll be making Megan in the next one.
1: Yeah, that's what's got wings, isn't it? It's got the potential to expand. Yeah, as the technology expands, etc. Yes. Um, what was your favourite thing about this film? Then I think the
0: style of comedy. Yeah. In that it was so dry witted. Megan's really, really dry witted. The way she speaks, the way she delivers things. There's a moment when it's like, I didn't mean to hurt her. And then Megan goes, and yet you did. And it's like just the, (laughs) the dry way that she delivers all of her lines. It comes across really well, but in the similar fashion, like Alison Williams works so well as the lead because she's quite dry witted as well. Even the way she talks to her niece is quite like, she just not even dry witted, just blunt everything's quite blunt and to the point, And they just say kind of what the audience are thinking as well. Like there's a few side characters, like the detective springs to mind with that excellent line where he's like, uh, yeah, I shouldn't laugh. That little bit is brilliant. So there's little bits like that, that I think work so well. And I think that's why like the boss doesn't work. Cause I think they're trying to make the boss funny. They're trying to make yeah. him over the top and funny and it doesn't work. So when this is more dry witted or blunt or to the point, I think that's that's my that was my favourite thing about the style of the way this film was was played.
1: I kind of enjoyed, you know, I mentioned about what I think about of the, her coming down the corridor mm. and the way we're almost on her side at that point. Yeah, I want her to win, mm. so I like the moments where actually I wanted Megan to win rather than us rather than the humans, and when she bit the the guy's ear off or whatever, I was ripped the ear off. I was like, yeah, son of a... Yeah, because so, everyone
0: hates that kid. In the cinema, everyone's sat there yeah. like, I hate that kid. Yeah. You want that to happen.
1: So that's the potential in other things that it could... Megan is the actual hero, really. Yeah. Because everyone's so annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your least favourite bit? What didn't you like?
0: I didn't like the dog stuff. Come on, don't kill a dog. It's just like... Yeah,
1: that was rough. You just don't do oh, it. Oh, I didn't mean... I didn't mean it. Oh. I didn't mean it. Oh, God. I didn't mean it. For goodness sake. That that's was rough. You- <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, honestly.
0: Uh, anyway, yeah. you just don't kill a dog in this sort of way. No. If it's an emotional pull, then it, that's different. I think one of the best dog deaths is Hunt for the Water People because the way that it's done, it's not played for comedy. It's not played for horror. It's just, it just happens. And then it's just an emotional moment. Whereas in this, it's like, it's used as a plot device. And I was, you just don't kill the dog, kill that boy. Fine. But don't kill a dog, man. So my least, that's, I mean, that's my least favourite thing is that they killed the dog.
1: I I feel feel you there. It's, a, it's an unrequired. I, my least favourite bit was the boss guy.
0: He was also, yeah, he was
1: shit. But I don't even know if it was him. It was the script for him that was really terrible.
0: It, it was all like very cliche, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. And for the most part, like the potential for the film, what, isn't that cliche, the script sort of let it down in mm. that regard, that it just kept falling back on really cheesy lines.
0: Yeah, well, it was James Wan who wrote it, wasn't he? He's written like the Conjuring films. And I think some mm-hmm. of the Saw films and Aquaman. And uh-huh. like the Conjuring films are decent. Some of them, not all of them. Um, but like, you wouldn't come out with any of those films that he's written and go, bro what a well-written script. Hmm. What great dialogue. So.
1: I guess so. I guess so. But I think with The Conjuring, because it's a ghost thing, I suppose it leans itself into a different kind of writing. Whereas this is sort of based on almost like a sci-fi reality.
0: Yeah. You almost expect more of the science. Is that what you're saying? You always expect the dialogue
1: to be a bit more intelligent. It feels more real Mm. than something like The Conjuring. Sure. Like this could happen because it's to do with AI and things like that.
0: Mm.
1: So you want that sort of level of reality where in a ghost story, it's, well, it's not real, is it? So No, yeah. Sorry for any of those ghost hunters out there. Those ghost the evening, believers, but, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, sorry about that. Um, direction. How do you think, does this sort of tie in with that same
0: uh, brush? I actually think the direction was... Pretty great by Gerard, Gerard Johnstone, Johnston. Fairly new,
1: new to the game, isn't he?
0: Yeah. Uh, So he directed uh, Housebound. Yeah. Which I'm pretty sure was also produced by James Wan, but I can't actually find his name in the credits. So I might've completely made that up.
1: Um, But that was 2014. So nearly 10 years ago. Yeah. Like nine, eight, eight, nine,
0: ten. Yeah. Um, But I think he does a great job. I think he, like, he pulls moments out of like the way he decides to shoot Megan mainly makes her more menacing mm. when she's not being menacing. Like when she's at the beginning, when she is being friendly and has got Katie's best interests at heart, there's still something about the way that she's shown on screen that makes you go, mm-hmm, she's gonna, yeah, she's gonna turn.
1: The bits in the auditorium, you know, when they're testing her and the people are watching. Yeah. That was, felt really menacing. Yeah, yeah. Just those sort of bits that are grounded in reality, like I say. Um, and it, yeah, what was so impressive that I, I felt like it could happen. Yeah, yeah. Whereas some horrors, you just don't get that. Yeah, you
0: just like, this is ridiculous. I mean, like, for example, yeah. an excellent horror, Barbarian, mm-hmm. never going to happen. Yeah. So it works really well despite its lack of realism. Whereas this, it's so centred around, it's like what you were saying earlier about the script needing to be kind of intelligent because of the science that's being spoken Mm -hmm. about. It's the same sort of thing. Um, This feels so realistic, but the direction does as well, I think.
1: Yeah. And the performances. I didn't realise it was a dancer. I didn't really think about Megan until you said that.
0: Yeah, she, so she was... She's voiced by someone else. Um,
1: Jenna Davis.
0: Jenna Davis. But she's actually played by a dancer called Amy Donald. And they... 13
1: years old. Audition- ridiculous, that.
0: Mental. They auditioned loads of people. Mm-hmm. And then they were just like, well, she's perfect. She could, like, move her body. I mean, we've seen it in the film. Move in ways that Megan... It's so good because it looks human and that's what's creepy about it. But at the same time, it doesn't because the thing she's doing, not everybody can do. Mm -hmm. So although it looks human, you're still like, Oh, how can like the running on all fours bit and like some of the thing, the flips they do and stuff. It's, it's really clever the way that that's done. So the standout performance is Megan herself. Like the fact that there is a human in there, it could have been, it would have been so easy to just make it a CG um slash animatronics and there's obviously an animatronic and CG element to it towards the end, but for the most part it is played by this dancer and I think that's amazing.
1: Yeah. I also think Alison Williams is really good. She sort of holds it all together, even though she's got a bit of a cheesiness about her. Um, she's a very basic character, it. but it works really well. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. She's in the perfection, I don't know if you've seen that.
0: No. She's in get out.
1: Yeah. But I haven't seen The Perfection. Um, the Perfection is another horror. It's, in, it's on Netflix and it's a bit ridiculous, but she sort of uh, can carry that sort of part really well. Yeah. And I hope she has a good part in the next one as well. I'd like to hope so. Yeah. Would you rewatch it?
0: Yeah. Simple as yes, I would. It's fun.
1: Really? Well, I guess, is it the kind of thing that you're going to... Um, recommend others to watch like your friends and stuff. you you've got to stick this on.
0: I think so. I think, yeah, it's one, Oh, you've got to watch Megan. It's, it's great fun. I think yeah. it's one of those like Friday night movies at home, but I think I'd rewatch it again with, with other people, but I'd probably rewatch it on my own instead of a good time. Like it's, it's just, it's good fun.
1: Mm-hmm. And if you were, um, a technology scientist, I don't think that's the word. A ro- a robotic, bi- a roboticist? If I was a robot. No, 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 no. If you were oh. creating the robots. Mm. If you were in charge of creating something like Megan, what would you invent? What What would be your key features?
0: I don't know how this is possible. I don't think it is. But you know when you sat or even sometimes laid down on the sofa mm-hmm. and you've got to go to bed And you're just like, but I'm so comfortable right now. The fact I've got to get up and walk upstairs and then get comfortable again. Sounds horrible. So if there was some way that a doll could lift me in the exact position with the exact level of comfort and then take me upstairs, place me in bed and then leave. I don't want a creepy doll in my room while I'm sleeping. That would be great.
1: That's it. That's all you want.
0: That's, yeah, that would, I, if I relied on a doll too much for, for doing things around the house, I think I'd become a hermit. I think the relationship become mm. strenuous and I don't think that, I just don't think it would benefit me. So just something simple like that.
1: Yeah. Very simple, really. Yeah. Well, the doll might function. get bored
0: by its sole purpose being to carry me.
1: Only yeah. if it turns into Megan. Mm. You're talking more of a robot, really. I am, yeah. Just a yeah. Plain robot, not artificial intelligence. It's did, not going to learn. Did you have an alternate answer? Um, no, I was still thinking housework, all housework. It just does it all. Makes my lunch, makes my dinner. Um, only if I wanted to. Sometimes I'll go, you know what, have a break because I want to make dinner today. Um, but I don't want it to be in the house. Do you know when you have someone round? Um, and after a couple of days, you're like, actually, can you get out? Because I want my own space. Yeah. Um, You know, I've got a fiance. I don't need another, you know. <laughs> Is this your way of just saying, saying you, someone else. you kind of want your fiance to leave? No, no. No, I'm happy with her. Right. What I'm saying, if there's another person, another AI being, I'd be like, come on, I want my own space now. You're just chatting at me. I don't, don't need it. Yeah. Shut up. Turn off. Yeah. You kind of want that friend that everyone says you need that just meets you now and again at the pub. Just sits there having a nice chat. Mm. Essentially, what I'm saying is I want a friend. <laughs> I'll be but, your friend. Uh, well, I know you are. So you're, you know, and are you a robot? I don't think so. But equally, you wouldn't be happy coming around to my house doing all the cleaning. And, um, <laughs> so mainly uh, sort of a made doll. That's what I probably want. Well, all dolls are made.
0: They have to be made to shut up come into being
1: (laughs) a cleaner doll a cleaner doll than what it needs to be cleaner than next question (laughs) Um, uh, so we know your initial response to the film and that it changed Mm. in between films has it have you warmed to it again since has it changed since your change
0: there's some films that are like three stars but I absolutely love them. So last year it was like pray, pray. I gave three star, but loved it. And then spend the whole time thinking, should I have given that a higher score than I did? I did the same with Nightmare Alley last year. Uh, And this year, the first one is Megan. Gave it a three and then spent the whole time, spent the whole time thinking, But should it be a four if I really enjoyed it? Does the enjoyment factor outweigh it? But there's stuff like I've said here about the dialogue and about plot holes and about plot moments that don't actually come to anything happening within the film that make me go, "Eh, but it's a three when I critically think about it. Sometimes I'll love a film so much that it will outweigh any sort of critic response if that makes sense, because you'll just watch it and go, Mm -hmm. yeah, I have to give this higher. Oh, Scream was another one last year, but I think I did in the end change that up to a four because I thought it was great. Yeah. But my initial response was a three.
1: So you're sticking with a three. So I'm
0: sticking with a three for this one. Uh, But it is, it is good fun.
1: I tell you what, three is a really good mark for me. I love a three star film. Yeah. They need shouting about. It. If I say three star, people go, "Oh, it's not that good." Then and I go, "No, no, 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 no. It is good." Yeah. There's I just
0: there's such a fluctuating difference in three stars because the bottom. When I have my list of the year, the bottom of the list in the like the bottom three stars are pretty drab. Like they're fine. Mm. They're pretty, but the top of the three stars are great. So there's actually almost a five star tier rating within the three stars. And. Megan yeah. is a five star, three star film. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait. Hang on. I see what you mean. You really what you need is a three point five. But you know, it's not allowed. Otherwise you may as well have a ten star mark, and you
0: exactly. And if and in my opinion, if you're giving something a three point five, well it's a three because it's not quite a four. And that's the next rating up. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I yeah, I give it a three star. So it's not really changed, but even just talking about it, I it's made me enjoy the memory of it more. That makes sense. Mm, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. It does make
1: sense. I guess any final sort of comments? Any final review of it? Any final um, things you
0: want to bring out? Megan is a fun for the family. No, Megan is a fun, funny. Uh, and sometimes horrific film that uses the doll in a way you won't expect. Uh, You'd maybe expect this to be lean into things like child's play, for example. And I think this is so much more original of an idea than what you think it's going to riff on. There's never really been a horror film like it. Um, although there are similarities, like I said, with child's play, this is very different and very unique in what it's doing and the way it's telling its story. I think it's really good. And if you haven't seen it, the cinema, and for some reason you're listening to this, then you absolutely should. If there's still a cinema screen showing it, it's definitely a good cinema watch. If not, you want it Friday night, you want some beers, you want some popcorn, Mm and just people around you and have a good time
1: I think that's a good question to to the list is what, what's a good situation for this film yeah it's not yeah in yeah. cinema yeah because I agree yeah. Friday night or yeah because there's like sort of two stages of horror releases isn't there there's usually obviously October but then January a bunch of horror starts coming out again yeah yeah it does well that's all the questions I had for Megan so we need to put it on the wall
0: The wall. So let me ask, can I, I can share the screen, right? Yeah, go on. Okay. So here we go. Here's the wall. Now people watching can't see this, but I will read it out, but then we don't have to keep faffing about what we're going. We can just talk about where we think it needs to go. So from top to bottom, we've got The Dark Knight, Top Gun Maverick, Dune, The Muppets Christmas Carol, White Noise, The Banshees of Inner Sharon, The Social Network, Gladiator, Avatar, Host, The Gentleman, Fear Street, and Violent Night. Where does this feel like it should fit in? For me,
1: I'm going to put it between host and avatar. I was
0: thinking the same place. So totally happy with that. How does that look for you?
1: That's 10th out of 14.
0: 14,
1: yeah. Yeah, I'm happy with that. And um, this look this list is looking good, isn't it? Really? It is, yeah. Yeah. I don't know
0: what it. happens when like because this could go on forever and ever. So Yeah.
1: That's the plan, isn't it?
0: I guess so. We just have a massive list of films to
1: Well, you know, we've we've not nicked this idea from top gear. This is not what I'm saying. No. Um but it's similar to the top gear list. There are and similarities. theirs just went on and on. Yeah. Yeah. And we so need a we visual need some... way
0: of showing this because this is what I said last time. Mm, I said I'd make a actual maybe for next month. All I need, I know how to do it and how to make it, and it'll be fine. So watch this space.
1: I will. Okay, thank you, how,
0: Alice. How do I stop sharing this now? There we go. You prob- yeah, probably yeah. Press like stop, stop sharing. sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, the Truman Show then. The Truman yes, Show. Yes, the Truman Show. So the Truman Show, the reason that I picked this film is because it is 25 years old, I think. Is that the reason I picked it? Yeah, 25 years old. Came out in 1998, Mm -hmm. directed by Peter Weir. So it's half a century old and it's still- Quarter of a century, thank you. Quarter of a century old. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) Um, It's still renowned as Jim Carrey's most successful role. And I would argue his best, but maybe we'll get onto that. Uh, But it stars also Laura Linney and Noah Emmerich and Ed Harris, Natasha McElhone um, (laughs) and others. And it's really good. And it's about a guy, he's called Truman. He's played by Jim Carrey. And he doesn't realise that his life is a TV show, which is being watched by people all over the world. He was put in there from birth Everyone else knows that it's a TV show apart from him. He has no idea. And that's kind of the crux of it. So Gareth, if yeah. you think of the Truman Show right now, what what do you see? What do you think of?
1: I think of the scene where his wife's getting really scared of him. Uh, is it Meryl? No, what's it, What's her name? Uh, Meryl. Yeah, it is Meryl. <laughs> and she picks up a, a multi-use tool because it's it's like being advertised. He's like, what are you going to do, Meryl? Slice me, dice me, or peel me? <laughs> and uh, it's the whole time where everyone's starting to get... He's starting to get suspicious. And everyone's yeah. like, oh my God. And she's like, I can't work under these conditions. Who are you saying that to? Who are you talking to? Yeah. It's so tense. Mm. Um, I, If you can indulge me for a moment. The other thing I think of when I think about this film is me and my mum talking about it for weeks on end afterwards. Wow. We looks. went to watch it in the cinema, I think we did. Um, and then, yeah, just travelling, like going to the shops and stuff on the drive there. It sort of rocked our world. <laughs> like Whoa. you just, you think, you kind of think, well, what if this is happening to me? Well, that that's kind of the main thing
0: that I think of is I just... Remember the first time watching it, just spending all the time off thinking, "Oh, on, am I in the Truman Show?"
1: Yeah. Um, if there was it's like the Matrix before the Matrix.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go on. Well, Peter Weir, the director, he initially wanted to have a moment when it released in the cinema that the cinema would cut the screen and show live camera footage of the audience, like looking back at themselves. Just for a imagine second, that. and then gone back into the film, but <laughs> the logistics of it—they wouldn't allow it to happen. But imagine, like you're already feeling this constant state of paranoia after watching it. But imagine if that bit happened—you'd be like, uh... "Oh <laughs> my god!" Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, imagine not really if that a was question. The credits. Yeah, the credits are just you watching it.
1: Yeah, but this is what I mean. Like, there wasn't that many films before then that challenged that idea of the 1984 mentality mm. of being uh, watched yeah um of being of you being in an alternative reality which then the matrix took further like i said mm. um but yeah it was just a different way of storytelling that I, we'd not really seen
0: but there's a, there are fundamental problems with the concept of the truman show within this world in like the fact that his his mum is like blackmailing him into having kids to basically so that he stays on the island for longer so that the TV show can go on for longer. Yeah. And it's like, there's moments like that that you think, Jesus Christ. If this was a show in real life, if there was a show like this in real life and we knew in advance that there was a baby being born that was then going to have this TV show, this fake world created around it, and they were filming every inch of their lives like in the show, would you watch it? Would you be able to watch that? Or would the like... Uh, the kind of problems that that rises overcome your want to watch it?
1: Um, me now probably wouldn't. But back then I probably would have. Mm-hmm. But the thoughts changed. It's very Big Brother and stuff, isn't it? But um, it sort of it reflects that in the film. They've got a group of people who are like the girl that he falls in love with. Um they're trying to fight the fact that he's being cooped up. He's being held against yeah, his yeah, will yeah. and things like that. I don't think it would happen now. It's against human rights, surely. Yeah. Some sort of human rights. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, if, it, if that's what I mean. I if, don't if it, think I would watch if it. If that was
0: revealed, I'd be like, I
1: can't watch that.
0: I'd want to, just for intrigue. Yeah. Like, it would be human intrigue, to, but I wouldn't be able to bring myself to do it. No.
1: Yeah, it's the kind of thing that you think could happen in like a, a non-televised way. Someone would do it to see if someone would believe it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But that's what's interesting about it. You can imagine it happening. But like you say, I don't think it would actually happen. Do you? Do you have any other...
0: I don't think, on no, that? no. I don't think it could ever, it could never happen. I guess the closest we've got is things like The Only Way Is Essex and Made yeah. in Chelsea, those shows that I just don't understand because they're real, but they're not. And they're their lives, but then they're not. They're also playing it. I just don't get it. I can't. Did I just tell
1: you there was a program around that time? I I don't know who I told this to, but it was hosted by Johnny Vegas. You know Johnny Vegas? Legend. Not Johnny Vegas. Oh. What am I saying? Uh, <laughs> I can't remember his name now. Johnny, he's a tall guy, I used to present Big Breakfast. I'll get his name. Anyway, it was about the got these people and they said, we're going to take you into space. And they pretended to train them up. And this is all being filmed. And then they put them on this spaceship, which is actually just in a TV studio. They didn't know. They thought they're actually going to space. They they did it so it looked like when they looked out the window, they're in space, but said it was anti-gravity. And they got him to believe it. And this is like a whole week of you're watching this thing. And then the final night, they lifted up the spaceship and they were in a studio full of, surrounded by a studio audience.
0: How weird. This
1: actually happened. And they were all like, oh my God. So, because they they did this whole thing in space and they were crying because they were looking at the earth and they were like, they had this really big um, reaction, obviously, to being in space, but it was all fake.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: And they gave them all like five grand or something for taking part. But they were all absolutely, it was such an anti climax. They were all absolutely mega pissed off with the fact that they didn't actually go to space. But
0: also, I bet that would mess with your brain afterwards. Like, Yeah, imagine.
1: Imagine it's that. Mental. I think they did that thing. Do you know that you can go on the plane that goes up and down? Yeah. So you can feel an anti gravity. Like a simulator. Did that and, for yeah, it. yeah, yeah. But yeah, imagine that messing with your brain. Jesus. But I guess it's similar so to the, the Darren Derren Brown stuff. Yeah, You know, like he
0: did that zombie one. Do you remember that? Where a guy believed Mm -hmm. he was in a zombie apocalypse and there was another one where he forced, he made someone psychologically believe that they had to push someone off a building and then they did it. There's loads of stuff like that, which I find fascinating. But also I always think that must mess with their brains afterwards.
1: Yeah, it's morally Mm. questionable, isn't it? What is
0: your favourite thing about the Truman Show?
1: My favourite thing, I think the way that they do the story is just amazing. So the way that they gradually, that um, he gradually learns and questions his reality. So even in the first scene, he's just doing his good afternoon, good evening, good night thing. Yeah. Then a light drops from the sky Mm. and he's like, what the hell is this? Um, But even like from the get go, there's just little things that he starts to question Um, and that's what grabs you. Mm. it's so well orchestrated that that's what makes you enter this world and believe it. And that's what makes you think, imagine this was me because it's also so convincing you're on his side. Um, yeah. Just the way it's all put together is so immersive mm. and that's my favorite thing about it.
0: Love that. And least favorite, is there a least favorite thing? can't think, you know, because I, I'd, I'd say, This is in my top 10 films, maybe of all time. Mm. It's absolutely brilliant. So I can't think of something I don't like. I think this is one of those rare, pretty much perfect films that everything about it, the way it's played, the way it's shot, the way it's delivered, the dialogue, everything is just perfect five out of five.
1: I think you're right. I can't think of anything. It's also perfectly timed. Yeah. All the characters are great.
0: Mm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting the impression from you that you didn't rewatch this either. Because I mean, I didn't for this, for this. No, No, I didn't. No. Cause I feel like I know it so well. Yeah. And I will rewatch I, it, uh, but it's one of them that you want to rewatch, not have to rewatch.
1: Yeah. I don't have. Yeah. And I had it on tape. I had it on DVD. I've seen it on Sky. Mm. it's one of those if i see it on and i it's the one of the films that if someone tell asks me what's your favorite film it's this and yeah this is one of my go-tos it's like you and someone recently hadn't watched it i was like oh my god yeah (laughs) it's gonna rock your world mate get on it yeah I think I would watch it with anyone who hadn't watched it. I just, I'd, yeah, because
0: there's some films that you're like, ah, oh, you maybe wouldn't like that, but I think everyone would at least enjoy the concept yeah, of this. It just film. sucks you in, yeah. I think. I just realized a massive similarity in our history of The Truman Show in that I watched maybe this you. for the first time with my mum. me you. and my mum sat on the sofa, we watched this, and both of us. Loved it. And I remember my mum for age after, like, telling my brother, you got to watch it, Joe. you got to watch the Truman Show. So. There you go. There's a similarity there that we both watched it with our mums. And
1: you, it was 98, you said, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I wasn't born when it came out.
1: You wasn't born. I saw it in the cinema. Mm. But uh, we won't dwell on it too much. No. But you won't have been when? old
0: when you saw it in the cinema.
1: No, I'd have been 11, 10, 11, 10. Um, and my dad, my mum had a, a red Ford Fiesta, A-Reg. That's that's old. Nice. Anyway, just little details, <laughs> just to, you know, just pepper into that story uh-huh, to, to yeah. bring it to life, you know? Yeah. Uh,
0: so the director, Peter Weir, is probably his most successful film is The Truman Show, uh, closely followed by Dead Poets Society. And then he's made some, yeah. he's gone in rare and different Kind of directions, uh, so he's done Picnic at Hanging Rock in the 70s, all the way to like, uh, there's one here, I think this is most recent Master and Commander, The Far Side well, of the
1: World. Tell you what, Alice, that's at the top of my watch list. Really, is Master and Commander supposed to be really good, and mm. I remember at the time I was like, I can't be bothered with that, but it's supposed to be fantastic.
0: Oh, he also directed The Way Back in 2010 that was his most uh, recent film. But what what do you think of his direction here? Do you think it's him that's made this film so successful? I guess that's what we're asking when we're saying about the direction.
1: Um, Yeah, I think so. There's the pacing is there. The look and feel sort of grips you. And like we said at the top of this, there's a very human aspect to it all. Same with Megan in a slightly different way. Um, That some directors might not have touched upon and he got Mm. a lot out of Jim Kerry, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I think he made the most of whatever he had. And the fact that we're saying it's flawless means that he was all over it, all over everything.
0: I think it picks the right, exactly the right times to flash back, like to flash to the outside world and do Mm -hmm. those bits as well, because that could easily become boring when we've got like Ed Harris up above watching it all, but it never is. It's always really, really well done because it comes at such perfect times. Yeah. But I want to shout out the writer, Andrew Nicol, who's a New Zealand screenwriter, because I think it's part of the writing of how Truman learns the different clues and the kind of formulaic way of he, him leading his life I think that's what makes this quite successful too because then when there's Mm -hmm. imperfections in that routine that he has every day, that's when the performance from Jim Carrey has to be wildly different than what it has been before.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, He also at The Terminal, which is interesting because they're quite similar, fairly focused on that one human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good film, The Terminal. Yeah, it is good.
0: Is there a larger conversation to be had about the expectation of celebrities and how far a higher power will go to create the best version of the entertainment that they're creating. Do you think that is something that is being spoken about here?
1: Yeah, it's interesting in today's context, isn't it, watching this or having this film here? Mm. Because like you said, you've got The Only Way Is you Big Brother I started, I think started in 99. Um, but that whole idea of reality stars wasn't really that much of a thing when it came out. Yeah. But now it's ever that's part of what a celebrity is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um so at the time I don't think it was much of a a comparison between what a celebrity is. Well maybe it was. But yeah, I guess the idea that we're all obsessing over this one person. Exactly. But they don't know they don't know it so much. Yeah. But in today's context I'd say it reflects more on, you know, like the scenes in the pub and stuff and the scenes in the guy in the bath, things like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It reflects our obsessive nature towards reality TV. And, um, cause I remember watching big brother season three when Jade Goody was in it and they had the bars up and stuff. Like I just couldn't keep my eyes off it. Red button, but it's the same now with like love Island and stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: It reflects more on that and how we see, we think we know someone. Sure, when when we're watching these celebra- celebrities.
0: Good answer. Jim Carrey then. <laughs> Jim Carrey. He's I cuz some people have a don't like don't like Jim Carrey. I think he's excellent. I think he's one of the greatest comedic actors to ever live. Mhm. I think even in mediocre films like Mr. Popper's Penguins, uh for example, he's unbelievably watchable even in like Batman forever. He's the best part of Batman forever. Even if like, I don't like his version of the Riddler, but it becomes a Jim Carrey film and I'm okay with it because of that. Yeah. So he's very watchable. This is kind of the one, the one film that propelled him into doing like eternal sunshine and spotless mind came after this. Um, I think man on the moon came after this Um, So his more serious roles came because of his performance in The Truman Show. Now, the year of 1999 saw Roberto Benigni Benigni, win the leading actor at the Oscars in uh, a category with Tom Hanks for Saving Private Ryan, Ian McKellen for Gods and Monsters, Nick Nolte for Affliction and Edward Norton for American History X. Feels like an obvious question, but do you think Jim Carrey's Comedy reputation ruined his chances of getting an Oscar nomination. And do you think he deserved one?
1: Hmm. Did this win any Oscars? Got any Oscar?
0: No, it didn't win. It was nominated for Best Actor in a Supporting Role, for Best Director, and for Best Writing. Okay. So Ed Harris well, gets a yeah. nomination. Who you know, Ed Harris is great in it. But Ed Harris has a history of being in dramatic films usually.
1: yeah. I think this is definitely the film that changed people's minds about Jim mm-hmm. Kerry. Like, I don't think my mum particularly liked Jim Carrey in some of his films, thought like the silly nature of the comedy isn't for everyone. But if you don't like Jim Carrey, this is going to change your mind. Well, if this doesn't change your mind, nothing will. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, Like you say, it was great that he had a, a serious phase after this. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, I I imagine from what you're saying that his comedic roles in the past, things like Ace Ventura and things like that, Cable Guy had -hmm. that influence that he wasn't then taken that seriously.
0: But he won Best Actor of the Golden Globes because in his speech, it's one of my favourite award speech moments, he goes, because Ace Ventura had come out a few years before, he was like, wow, it's Mm going to be really hard to talk out of my ass after this one. (laughs) <laughs> which uh that's just funny but is there anyone yeah. now that you think has had the same issue with that now, I was thinking like Adam Sandler I don't think he'd ever get nominated mm. because of his reputation for being a comedy actor is there anyone else that you could think of yeah Robert Downey Jr
1: maybe not because of comedy but because yeah of the MCU yeah even though he's Although it's absolutely nice. brilliant in the MCU yeah It's nice to see what's-her-name from Black Panther get nominated.
0: Oh, Angela Um, Bassett. Yeah, so Mm.
1: maybe there's a bit more of a thing to come there. But yeah, yeah, maybe Robert Downey Jr. Even though he's done really uh, dramatic roles, Mm. he's now known as Iron Man, isn't he?
0: Yeah. New question then. What's a good situation for watching this film, if not at the cinema?
1: Well, if you haven't seen it, Make sure you watch it with someone who has seen it so they can enjoy your reaction, mm-hmm. I'd say. I'd watch it with anyone who had not seen it before. Yeah, I would say maybe a Saturday afternoon or a Saturday evening, sometime on Saturday, anytime really. And you want, I think you want to be sober. Mm-hmm. So you want yeah, soft you drinks. Don't, you don't want to be too paranoid. Maybe a sandwich or a bagel. Beforehand. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and maybe some jelly babies. Well, we very on. specific on the snacks. I'm just trying to set the scene, you know? Um, and you definitely need to watch it with someone because you want to talk about it after if you've never seen it before.
0: Yeah. Do you Yeah, that's any- true. You you want to be like worrying about what that means and thinking, oh, is this fake? I remember saying to people before, like, am I? Are you Truman showing me? Are you an actor? Mm. Yeah. Just to confirm to you, Gareth, I'm real. So if you're thinking you're in a Truman show, I'll, I'll be right in there with you. And yeah. I'm definitely not
1: an actor man. Well, I was kind of hoping you were already so I could. Oh. And then, you know, escape into the real world and find some new friends. Oh. But.
0: To be fair, I bet Jim Carrey, Truman is minted after he leaves. The amount of money he'll mm. get for TV appearances, for Imagine, all sorts.
1: You almost want a Truman Show to, well, more of like a, an hour long episode after just to yeah, see. Yeah, what
0: happened. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What about you? Do you have any, would you watch it in that scenario or do you have an yeah. alternative? Not that really. I bagel, think, I think the bagels?
0: main thing, more than the day or the time or the bagel, is... With someone else. Whereas yeah. Megan, I think you can enjoy this on your own. I think Trim and Show with someone else is gonna be a more enjoy enjoyable experience, whether they've seen it before or,
1: or haven't. Rewatch though, watch it by yourself, by all means. Yeah.
0: Mm. What was your initial response of the film and has that changed? Have you has this slowly become one of your favourite films of all time, or has it always been that?
1: I think I mentioned at the top of this that I was I was shooketh at the time and I was only 10 mm-hmm. I was so excited to get on video and I think but there's probably a factor because my family enjoyed it it meant that it was accepted as a thing that we could rewatch as a yeah. family mm-hmm. there's something to that isn't there I think mm. um so there's got that nostalgia piece to it and over time that's just compounded I guess and I guess it shows because I've not had to rewatch it that I think I of it. The same when we did Muppet Christmas Carol. But I think yes. when I rewatch Christmas Carol, there are bits I go, ah, okay, this is a bit boring. But with with Truman Show, I don't get that. I can't believe you just said that. Well, no, I, I glaze over it because I love it so much. You've said it now. But the, <laughs> the nostalgia compounds my love for it. Mm, maybe you've saved it. Whereas I think Truman Show, it just remains. How about you?
0: Yeah, I I love it. I definitely five starred it when I first watched it, and I'd five star it now. I think it's it's excellent.
1: I tell you what, Ellis. I tell you what. I've been thinking about this last sort of twenty seconds or so, thirty seconds. Wow. Well, that I think we have got a contender here for the Dark Knight.
0: I think maybe we have. Should we find out? Let's find out. Okay. So I'm going to share my screen again with with you. Uh, now I know what I'm doing. There we go. We're straight in. Here's the list again. Uh, No one listening can see this, but for reference, the top three are The Dark Knight, Top Gun Maverick and Dune. So would we say that The Truman Show is better than all of those films? It's better than Dune. Yeah. Top Gun Maverick is an excellent film. It is. It is. But have you re, have you re rewatched that yet? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Does it hold up? Yeah. I rewatched it with Becky hadn't seen it and her parents hadn't seen it. Oh, I remember. Yeah. So I rewatched it with all of them and they were all loving it, like gasping in the right places and on edge. And I was just like on edge in the mission at the end. Oh, it's just so good. It's so good. But would it like, would it knock Truman show out for a place in like a top 10 of all time. Hmm.
1: I don't think so. I don't
0: think, I don't think so. Here's the thing. So a minimum. A ref, uh, when we did the talk about ranking, I had yeah. the Truman show higher than the Dark Knight. Whoa. And I think you did too. So I kind of think that says it all. Oh my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's going up. The best film of all time.
1: <laughs> oh Currently. Christ.
0: Uh, against 15 of the Truman ones, Show. The Truman Show. What is the not hell the is going to beat The
1: Truman Show? We'll find What's something. What's going to beat it? We'll find something. I've um, got a couple in my mind that would compete at the top. Oh, okay. Do you want to know? It. Do you want to know? Yeah, go or on. Or we'll leave go that. I'd be interested to see where pa- uh, Parasite, Mm. ranks
0: yeah i definitely need to re-watch that to make that decision
1: mm. well but that's it's... just the one I, I said couple but actually yeah. that's the but only.
0: what did we say plus 10 years so we have to wait a bit to do parasite unless it comes up for some other reason we might choose to put it on there yeah else, yeah you know? yeah one mm-hmm. that i think would be a contender is the fellowship of the ring oh my god <laughs> So watch this if we did,
1: If we did that, we'd have to do a um, a film club special, wouldn't we? And all, do three. all three. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, before we find out what we're doing in the next film club, I've got a quiz.
1: Quiz time. Quiz time.
0: Quiz time. Linking the two films somehow. This time, I, as I spoke about at the top of the pod, there's a creator and a creation in both of yeah. these films. I'm going to give you the actor that plays a creator or an inventor and what they created. And you need to tell me yeah. the film. Okay. Okay. So number one, we'll give it a go. So, so yeah. for example, for if it was Truman, Show, I'd say Ed Harris creates Truman Burbank. And if it was Megan, I'd say Alison Williams creates a killer doll. Yeah. That's the concept. Okay. Number one, Gene Wilder creates a
1: monster. Is that Gene Wilder being the chocolate factory? Yes. Willy Wonka. Is that the right answer? No. Creates a monster. What else has he been in? Oh, um, uh, Frankenstein. Young Jr. Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah, young Frankenstein. Close
0: Do I get the point? I'll give you the point for that. Yeah. Thanks, mate. No problem. This is quite a hard one, actually. David Bradley creates a replacement for his son.
1: David Bradley, I don't even know who that is.
0: David Bradley is Walder Frey in Game of Thrones. Do you remember? And th- uh, Mister Filch in Harry Potter.
1: No, not helping you. It's beyond, it's beyond me. Yeah, it um, uh, rings a bell though. Replacement for his son. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pass. It's I've spent too long here.
0: Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, uh, piss it. <laughs> next one dick van dyke creates banging
1: car um
0: chitty chitty bang bang correct yes two out of three so far number four isabella rossellini creates de-aging potion
1: is it hocus pocus no
0: oh it's death becomes her of course oh that's a great film that and number five peter salas creates
1: bunny brainwashing device Bunny brainwashing device. Oh, I've got a lot of bunny films on my mind here. <laughs> Peter Salis. Oh, of course. It's um, Curse of the wear Rabbit.
0: Yes. Three out of five. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Well done.
0: It's not too bad. Better than right. last month. Yeah. Better than, pretty than last, badly month. last month. Yeah. I think you're still yet to get a perfect score, I think. Thanks, mate. But it will come. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: They've got to be challenging.
0: You know, you've got to have exactly. a bit of. Um, jeopardy okay i'm going to share my screen one more time so we can create this wheel so we need things that have come out or are coming out between now and the next film club we're doing so ant-man and the wasp quantum mania yeah i'll just put quantum mania on here uh okay so there's a film called we have a ghost coming to netflix on the 24th yeah. We're kind of moving into March, really.
1: Well, we got till mid-March, haven't we?
0: Yeah. So we're looking at Creed 3. We're looking at Scream 6. And that's probably about... Oh, and 65, which is that one with Adam Driver fighting dinosaurs.
1: Yeah. They're not the strongest releases, are they? Not the strongest, no. And we've done a horror, so like Scream would be cool, but... Equally. No, just spin the wheel. Spin it.
0: Is there anything you want me to take off before I spin it?
1: No. Spinning the wheel. 65. Spin. 65.
0: 65 it is, Which is the Adam Driver Fighting Dinosaurs one.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks like fun. Fighting Dinosaurs. Can we discuss which one? Because I've got an... <laughs> I uh, yeah. It's a fran it's a franchise, so we can pick a film from the franchise. I think you know what I'm gonna say. Yeah. What do you think I'm gonna say?
0: Well I think you're gonna say Jurassic Park.
1: No. Oh no. I'm gonna say Planet of the Apes. Wow. Because the reason is he lands on a planet. hmm. Uh which is what the original does. But we didn't do the original Planet of the Apes, did we? In no. Did you watched no. it though, didn't you? I watched I it. I told you to. Yeah. So we could do that. We could do the, um, what would be more fun probably is to do the, is to do the Mark Wahlberg version with Tim Burton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Have you seen it? No, I haven't. Have you seen it? Oh my God. I haven't seen it okay. and it's on Disney Plus. Let's do that. We can't Love keep it. watching good ones, can we? No, we've got to throw some shit in there. Although I enjoyed it at the time but i understand it's really bad.
0: And have you have you rewatched it since the time?
1: I haven't. I had it on DVD. Um
0: Okay. Yeah. This is good. This is good. It's 119 minutes. It's on Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh so Planet of the Apes and 65. They are not what i thought we'd be watching. <laughs> but i think uh, that's a good combo. But this definitely, yeah.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Even though we thought they were completely opposite films it was quite a nice little conversation
0: definitely yeah and there are Enjoyed similarities that. there are similarities yeah.
1: there i'd rather be created by ed harris
0: than alison williams no disrespect to alison williams but i feel like i'm not going to be a rampant murder killing robot if i get created that's by that's a question
1: harris. would you rather own a killing robot mm. or would you rather be in a world created for you and not know it and then realise it.
0: A world created for me. Like I said, I think the benefits of coming out would be incredible.
1: Astronomical. Yeah. Yeah. It would be weird
0: to adjust to, but financially it would be rewarding. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, and it doesn't matter that you've spent over 30 years of your life as a, you know, as a lie. It probably will matter. Yeah. Yeah. Although, you know, it's a good lie to have. You know, mm. being looked after.
0: Yeah, it's true. You know that you're going to be protect- protected because you're the protagonist of the story.
1: It's good times, isn't it, when you look back? Yeah. you would have been think, oh, actually, there were good times. Thanks for listening. Please do hit that like or subscribe button. You can follow us on FocusFilm blog and read new reviews on focusfilms.online. With thanks to Charles Whitcomb for the theme music.